Hi, it's Queen Farida, and it seems that you've somehow managed to stumble your way into my world. I'm here to fill your ears with articulate nonsense and your daily fill of tea. So while you're here, kick back, grab your cup, and get ready for a journey. And while you're at it, make sure you're subscribed on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on. And you know what? Let's get into the show. Okay, y'all. Last time was a little bit much. You know, I was talking for so long, my throat was coming dry and all that. So, you know, sis had to come prepared this time. So we are ready for the long haul. So today we're really going to be diving into some pop culture. So I have a lot of content for y'all today. And first up, oh Lord, I think if y'all aren't sitting right now, you need to make sure you're sitting because we're going to be talking about Lily Singh's bad gal pull up. I'm purposely butchering it, but all I know is I was just chilling on Twitter, you know, minding my business, scrolling my timeline, and then out of nowhere, um, I, I'm not really out of nowhere, but I always like check the trending whatever for whatever reason. So whenever I see a name, I'm like, okay, sums up what they do now. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. In this situation, um, I let y'all be the judge of that. Basically, for those of you who do not know who Lily Singh is, she um, was previously known as II Superwoman II um, on YouTube. Her whole thing was promoting her Indian culture and doing skits and stuff, and you know, just generally being like a Scarborough bred person. Um, and for those of you who do not know what Scarborough is, so anyone that's not from basically Ontario, Scarborough is basically who they're like the. I won't, I can't even say the fake hood people because they actually are a hood. Like anytime you hear something bad going on, the first thing you're probably thinking is, was it Scarborough? It's either Scarborough or Jaden Finch. But anyways, Scarborough is part of the GTA, which is greater Toronto area. So it's a lot of cultures mixed into one. Let me just say that first of all. So we have people who are from India, people who are from Pakistan, people who are Jamaican. Like we have so many different cultures in one place that growing up, um, you get to a little bit of everything. So the whole problem with this is that sis thinks that because she's from Scarborough, she can be like, you know what? I'm going to do this Afrobeats type of thing. Well, not necessarily Afrobeats, but it's more of dance hall. So Jamaican, um, reggae and all of that. And I'm just going to do it because I want everyone to feel bad. This is for everyone. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, sis, first of all, you are full Indian. <laughs> so you're not even West Indian for you to be saying everyone can join in and jump on this song. And just like even the lyrics, I was just cringing. And I'm like, she clearly does not have any friends in her life because someone at some point of the production stage should have sat her down and be like, sis, I don't think you should be doing this. You're not technically Caribbean of any sort. I know we've been kind of battling with some culture vulture type of ways in the past, but right now, I don't think this is it. But clearly, no one loves her. So she re- released it. Whoa, y'all. And she made the mistake of putting it on Twitter. If it was just on Instagram, okay, maybe no issues, whatever. But Twitter, let me tell y'all, with this quarantine, Black Twitter has time. When I say black Twitter came for her scalp, they dragged this woman throughout the mud because they're like, what are you doing? Like, are you dumb? Like, what are you like? Oh my gosh. And as someone who is both African and Jamaican, 
I'm literally sitting here like, sis, just because you come from the GTA, which is a mix of cultures, does not mean that you somehow are by association suddenly from the Caribbean. You can't be making songs like this just because, oh, I'm from Scarborough. And she likes to claim that a lot, but she doesn't live in Canada anymore. She lives in LA. So she's basically like, when you when you move out of the area, you cannot claim it anymore. You can say I'm from Canada, blah, 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 blah. But you can't be doing this Drake nonsense. And Drake is a whole other issue. But Drake likes to pull the same thing where, oh, I like to dabble in this, this, that. But I'm like, you need to calm down, pick one thing and stick with it. Like, I honestly cannot believe she was doing all this nonsense on Beyonce's internet. Like, she needs to chill. Someone needs to pull her back and hold her back from doing this nonsense again. But anyway, speaking of Beyonce, I am sure all of you have heard this song, but you need to listen to the remix because Beyonce came to tell y'all that she is the queen. You may not be seeing her anywhere, as usual, but during this quarantine, she was giving us a bop. The Savage X Beyonce remix. I'm a savage. (laughs) I see booby ratchet. Obviously, I I don't really know the words, but... Can we just say iconic? The lyrics, oh my gosh, I I don't want to play it and get in trouble for um, copyright, but Beyonce's mind, and when she gets into that rap voice, ooh, y'all, y'all know it's about to be good. Oh, she mentioned OnlyFans. She mentioned Demon Time. She was saying, oh, left cheek, right cheek. Oh, girl, mm, I was feeling myself with it. And all I can say is black excellence. You see how she ate that? Do y'all see how she and Megan ate that? She took a song that was so overplayed everywhere because y'all know the TikTok people were doing, I'm savage, (laughs) classy, bougie, ratchet. If you can't tell, I am doing the moves. I never got the opportunity to do the dance because I was sassy, bougie, and racking in the actual work in my workbook because I still had exams and thank goodness for that. But this new savage dance, I don't think I could even attempt it because it is way too complicated, too many moves. You know, your girl ain't really a dancer. But honestly, listening to this song has revived me in some way because listening to it, I'm just like, she really did that. Because we obviously get the powerful woman kind of sound and Megan technically hasn't actually released an album, but she is so iconic. She has coined the hot girl summer, like everything. This has just shown everyone that she's here to stay. She's going to be at the top and you're going to listen to her. And it just came at such a great time because, you know, everyone's at home. Everyone's just sitting and chilling. And what better time to release it? Like a lot of artists are actually postponing their drop dates because of the quarantine. But I feel like the ones that are actually dropping it are the smartest ones because there's literally nothing else to do. People are at home stuck. They need entertainment. This is literally the perfect time to be dropping albums. Like, um, the weekend dropped his album a few, like, that's just been a month now. Oh my God, time, time's illusion. Um, he dropped his album. Five Sauce dropped his al- their album. Dua Lipa dropped her album. Like, there are so many album drops. Oh, and then Dre dropped his. I don't know what the hell that was. I just saw mixtapes. I don't really listen to him, so I just saw something about mixtapes and Lonely Hour or something, girl, I don't know. But so many people, I feel like it's a really smart marketing strategy to drop it during this time and do online promo because people literally are not doing anything. Like you're not combating anyone for going out to work. You know what I mean? They're working at home so they can bop while they're working at home. 
And then we have our Say So remix, which, oh my God. Okay, can we just hold on for a second? Because I am confusion. I could have sworn, like, I don't know if this is the Mandela effect or if I'm just, I was dreaming or what, but I could have sworn Nikki said she was retiring. Like, I actually fully almost like remember seeing something about her say she saying that she's retiring and everyone's like oh my gosh what's gonna happen to the rap game blah 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 blah. and I see and then after that she had dropped yikes which is also a bop like it just makes you want to like you know bounce and be like oh girl I'm a bad girl oh you know what I mean but is she retired or not sis keeps dropping hit after hit but that's not what retirement means like is that her form of retirement like girl I really don't know but in general both of these icons when I say icons obviously Doja Cat and Megan icons in their self but when I say icons in this context I'm talking about Beyonce and Nikki like releasing back to back like that it was literally a fight on the charts because both have great vocalists and on top of that, you already have a song that has so much traction. And ironically enough, both of them were kind of t- TikTok songs. And when I say TikTok songs, I mean ones that get overplayed because, you know, Carly the Mo- Charlie the Mello, whatever her name is. And, you know, all the multiple, like the famous people be doing the songs and the whatever. So it obviously racks up in streams. But it's just so, I don't know. It's just, I feel like nowadays it's very similar in terms of the sound that's getting produced by a lot of musicians. And it's really nice to have older people that everyone like knows and recognizes come onto the tracks and do something like completely different. So I really love those two remixes. Um, it's fasting time. So usually it's in the night after so forth. I'm like bopping. And then during the day, I try to make sure it's not replaying in my head, but it is so, so hard too. But another thing I really want to talk about today is James Charles. So we know he is very problematic. And for those of you who don't know him, congratulations. You are lucky. You're one of God's favorites. Um, For those of you that do, y'all already know what I'm going to talk about. So he is a makeup beauty guru. guru. Where is my English today? He's a makeup beauty guru. And he has had a few scandals, most notably him. He's gay, so he pines over straight guys. I have not watched the tea about that because I frankly do not care. But I finally caved and watched the Instant Influencer, which is kind of like a YouTube show he's come up with of it literally reminds me of America's Next Top Model and then RuPaul's Drag Race. So America's Next Superstar or America's Next Supermodel. Like, you know what I mean? So this one's the, America, not America's, but the next instant influencer. So influencer, influencers are people who basically do things and influence people to do whatever they do. So in terms of makeup, watching YouTube videos and that type of stuff, influencing people to buy certain products, brand deals, all that type of stuff. So yeah, that's what basically an influencer is. And I know I'm butchering that um, description, but anyway, so I fir- watched the first episode because I really don't like him. Like, I don't hate him, obviously. I just don't like him. Like, he's muted on Twitter and I just don't like him. Um, but the idea I thought was really interesting. And I actually have been following Ashley, which is Strash Me, or I can never pronounce it right, um, for like years. So I thought it was really interesting to kind of go in and support her and watch it and see what it's all about. And I was actually pretty surprised at the production, but I think I was just thinking that he was just doing it himself, but it's not like, it's like a full YouTube-backed thing. And it was fairly entertaining. Um, James was kind of annoying me every once in a while because he'd just be saying things. And 
I'm just like, you need to calm down. Like randomly, it'd be like a random science. He's like, period. And I'm like, oh, can you not? Like, it's just so awkward. Like, you know, when, um, cause the thing is that a lot of people use African-American vernacular and in some cases it makes sense. And the gays, and I say this very lovingly, um, very often use it. And you have to know the context of when to use it. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, to slay, finna, one out, do, like, you know what I mean? It just makes no sense in some certain, um, certain uh, <laughs> English, in some certain circumstances. And I feel like throughout the show, it was just sprinkled haphazardly throughout the 40 minutes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it's just like that awkward kid doing something and you're all like looking at him like, what is going on with this man? But anyways, that happened. I like the idea. Um, I really like the first challenge. Um, because I used to be an Instagram influencer, so that was a whole thing. So seeing it from a makeup perspective, which I also love, was really interesting to see. And the challenge was unique, I will say that. And putting it together and having people really dive into something that is a big part of being an influencer because you have to be able to navigate so many different things, such as video editing, brand placement, how to shoot brand videos if you want to promote yourself and also get on PR lists and all of that. So it was really good. Um, The pickings, I mean, I know they had to start small because obviously it's like a trial run to see how it's going to go. But I feel like six is a little bit too small. I feel like they should have started with eight personally, just so you can have a longer season type of thing. Um, the girl, the girls, sorry, the girls, I like how they did half and half. Um, but one of the girls I wasn't really feeling, like I could see her talent. And I feel like everyone is talented in their own way. But I felt like that she was kind of like the scapegoat of the season or like the episode and kind of putting her along with all these big personalities and all of that. I just felt that it was kind of setting her up for failure. Um, but overall, it was a really interesting episode. Um, and then towards the end, um, the thing that really got me was Paris Hilton's dog. First of all, Paris Hilton. I could have sworn sis fell off the earth because for the longest time growing up, I remember hearing Paris Hilton this, Paris Hilton that, and then out of nowhere, nothing. Then it was Kim Kardashian this, Kim Kardashian that. And now Paris Hilton is kind of almost like a resurgence. So I was really kind of shook to see her there. I was like, oh my God, sis is still alive. But her, oh my God, her dog. Could someone go and check up on that dog? Because I, (laughs) like the dog, I don't know if it's like, I'm not an animal person, so I don't actually know all about animals and all that stuff. So I'm not sure if those type of dogs just normally look like that or if she, like there's a problem with her dog. Like the dog would just sit in there with like one tongue out, kind of lolling to the side and then the eyes kind of look uneven. Like, and they keep cutting to the dog. Like that's probably trying to be like the comedic relief in the episode. But I was literally like, someone needs to check on that dog. And she's just holding, I'm like, no one's questioning why this one's just holding the dog while she's judging. And she, I feel like she didn't really produce any constructive criticism, but at the same time, she's not like a makeup guru in some type of sense because they had Norvina from Anastasia Beverly Hills. So obviously she can provide some actual insight and constructive criticism. And James, to an extent, can also do the same. So I feel like Paris is just there for the prettiness, you know? Just something, a big name to be like, oh my gosh, she's on our show. You know what I mean? To watch for that type of reasoning. But she was so sweet, so can't really clock her for that. Um, But the other thing that kind of really got to me was... um, the end where the, when the person's getting sent home, he's like, okay, so we're going to sign off. And I'm like, <laughs> yo, I was like, 
you have you have to be telling me this is a joke like stay psyched right now because this person is literally crying i'm not gonna spoil it for y'all who haven't seen it yet this person is literally crying that they're getting eliminated from this show that they thought they'd have so much potential on and james is like okay so you better wipe out those sister tears so we can say sister bye and i'm like what is going on here like that actually set me like i was crying of laughter just because i felt so bad like it's it's so insensitive. Like when you think about it, like I, I can understand the concept of like when you're an influencer, you're talking about screens and coming online and offline type of thing. So obviously when they entered the episode, they entered online through a video. So I guess kind of ending their journey on the show, they'd want to like go offline and be like, bye. But like, it is so insensitive. Like, oh my God, they were literally crying and He's like, so where can they find you? <laughs> and he's like smiling. I'm like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Who, like who in production let this happen? But I haven't seen the second episode. And I saw that Trixie Mattel is either a guest judge or something. Like I just saw Trixie Mattel like plastered everywhere. So I feel like the second episode will definitely be interesting to some extent. Um, but they need to fix that. And there were some parts of the show where it was kind of awkward. He's like, you guys can now sit down. I'm like... Just be like, you guys can leave the stage. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's because they want to be weary of not copying other things, but it was just really weird in that type of sense. And I was really confused about the setting because it had like this industrial looking on the outside and they kept panning out to it during the breaks and then the stage inside. And it was just, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's supposed to be like kind of girl next door charming or whatever it is, but that kind of really confused me. So hopefully they'll get more budget and be able to fix that or just not show outside that looks busted up and crackly. But anyway, switch it over to another fandom. Um, I am not a Twilight Hard, but, or is it Twilight Hard? I don't know what the name is with fandom. But, oh my God, it's been trending on Twitter that Stephanie Mayer, who is the popular what's, what's the word? author of Twilight's, the, the, the Twilight series. Oh my gosh, my mouth. <laughs> she She's coming out with a book called Midnight Sun. So I never read Twilight. I tried to. I think the first three sentences in, my, my mind was like, and it just kind of like closed the book and that never happened. Um, I think it's just because I was just surrounded by really cultured, well-written pieces of work that kind of downgrading to it was a little bit difficult and I just wasn't feasibly able to do it. But anyways, my sister loves, loves Twilight. I think that was the only fandom that my parents like actually endorsed. Like she had pillows. She, I think she had bed sheets. I can't 100% remember. I have, like I feel, I can feel it at the edges of my memory of a bed sheet that had this huge Robert Pattison and Kristen Stewart just staring and I think she also had like t-shirts and other random stuff but anyways I was a Harry Potter person at this time Percy Jackson you know the vibes so I had to look into it because the Twitter the Twitter memes are funny I'm not gonna lie they were hilarious and judging from the information I was able to pull together it's basically supposed to be the series or a portion of the series written from Edward's point of view which I honestly think that's a gag because after the show that I think that's the main time I actually or some of them show the movie I actually started liking 
Robert Patterson because I just, I never hated Twilight. I just really didn't like it. And I had to endure it so much because of my sister. But I don't know, I would come across these interviews where you could tell Robert Patterson is not having it. Like this is probably his biggest regret. He does not like it at all. And I just thought it was hilarious that the piece of work that centers around his character that he's widely known for is coming out. And like, I don't know, like I can just imagine him like, you know, just chilling and then he gets a number and it's like a a text and it's like, maybe Stephanie. And he was like, I wonder who this is. Wait, is he British? I can't remember. Does, I don't know. I don't know how he talks. Is it British? Okay, we're just going to fake a British accent for this. <clears throat> Maybe Stephanie. Hello, Roberts. I hope you're doing well during this time. I have an exciting project coming out and I hope you're going to love it. And then he's probably like, oh no, what's going on? And then the next day when all this like hits, he gets like a message from his therapist. He's like, hi, Rob. I hope you're doing good during this time. I just saw the big news. I hope you're doing okay. And if you need to talk, you can always reach out to me and we can set up an appointment. And this guy is probably like literally crying on the inside because it's like just when he's done getting over all of this, Stephanie's like back and she's like, guess who's back in the house? You know what I mean? And she's ready to live her two more seconds of fame since Twilight. And this man's like, oh no, they're going to ask me about it. They're going to bring it back up. I thought this, because this generation didn't really grow up with the Twihards or whatever. I don't know. That's such a dumb name. But the Trihards, you know what I mean? So he's going to have to put up with that. That people who didn't know where he came from before are now going to know him from that. Because I'm pretty sure his most recent role has to do with Batman. And obviously Christian Bale is more known for Batman, but he's coming into the scene but people are going to be like, oh my God, Edward and, you know, vampires. And that's all I know about the, about the book. But all I'm saying is that this is going to get interesting because everyone's at home. So it's not like he can really avoid it. And I feel like if people aren't already tweeting him or annoying him on social media, he's going to get it in the online press. Because I know a lot of people are still doing online press for things. So I feel like he's going to ask be asked a bunch of questions. And it's not going to be fun for him. Because if you think about it, this, like, like it's almost been a decade. Is it a decade? Yeah, almost been a decade or so, or half a decade, since that thing, those things have, like, really blown up. Because you had, like, Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, um, Twilight, what was the other big one? I mean, you also have smaller ones here and there sprinkled, but those are like the big three were either a part of one of those three fandoms. Like, I don't even know if they had it called it a fandom at that point, but that's what we call it nowadays. And he was just so starkly against it. And that's actually what's made me love him and like actually appreciate him because normally people are so afraid to like go against things that they've like kind of like brought them up or whatever it is. And he is not afraid to be like, I hate this role. I hate this book. This is the most stupidest thing I've ever done. And he doesn't even care, even though they're signing his paycheck. He's like, I do not like it. And it's just so funny. Like you, if you haven't seen it yet, you have to go and find the compilations of him just like trash talking this book role movie thing. Like it is actually hilarious. And I feel like if you haven't done that yet, you need to, because I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm supposed to get a little dry. Quarantine has me out here making Starbucks refreshers at home. But anyway, I'm just saying, if you haven't yet and you need a laugh, 
go and search them. They are on the internet. The internet is free. Thankfully, Twitter is free and you need to get your fill of the memes. So anyways, that brings us to the last segment of our show. Um, and after all that jumpings of your neurons that I've been giving you for your brain, we're going to end off with our word of the day. Um, I'm just going to pull up dictionary.com up here. I just feel like it's so interesting that there are so many words in the English language that we do not know. That makes zero sense. And I'm hoping that you guys can actually learn it too. So right on the homepage, we see paragonate. <laughs> this, this reminds me of the meme where someone's trying to say, am I pregnant? Am I pregnant? Am I pregnant? <laughs> um, let's see what it sounds like. Peregrinate. Peregrinate. Okay, it's a verb used with an object, and it means to travel or journey, especially to walk on foot. What the heck? <laughs> Who came up with this word? Um, regardless of how they got here, they seem to peregrinate in the fog, for which they can hardly be blamed. What the hell? <laughs> oh, apparently it's an old world. It's dating back from 16th century? Yo, imagine if someone said, you know, Jesus peregrinated across the desert. Like, <laughs> yo. <laughs> oh my gosh. But there's your word of the day. So feel free to use it in your essays so that way your professors will be like, ooh, they're cultured. Mm, they have a broad vocabulary. But the word of the day today is peregrinated. P-E-R-E-G-R-I-N-A-T-E-D. For a second, my brain was like urinated because I saw there. Oh my, I need to get off this podcast right now. <laughs> so I know I said I'm out here <laughs> drinking Starbucks refreshers, but they're actually not. Um, my uncle has this company where they make like the Moringa, which apparently is really good for um, losing weight and it's so bitter. So I actually have to put it with like two other tea bags and I do like the American way of making tea, which is like iced tea. So I put it together, make it hot and add ice. And that's the only way I can drink it because it tastes disgusting on its own. But anyways, um, that is the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to me um, ramble and talk about utter nonsense for almost half an hour. So hopefully that's a little bit better on your brain and you're able to take your neurons and all your connections and bring it back together. <laughs> But thank you anyways for listening to this week's episode. Um, if you enjoyed it, make sure to leave a five-star review on iTunes or any other place that you're listening that you're able to do reviews. Um, you can also go to rate this podcast slash articulate nonsense and it kind of gives you areas on where you can review. So I would really appreciate it if you left a review and a five-star rating so that way I can improve on this show and bring content that people actually enjoy. But aside from that, Thank you again. Oh my God, I said thank you three times. Can you tell I'm Canadian? <laughs> but thank you again for listening and make sure you're subscribed on whatever platform that you're listening to. And I want to say hit the subscribe button. <laughs> this is not YouTube. This is what YouTube has done. Why did I grow up with YouTube? But anyways, um, what am I even saying? I lost my train of thought. Give me a second. Oh Yeah. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Queen Farida and the podcast at Articulate Pod. So until next time, I'll see you later.